L is for the way you look at me. O is for the only one I see. B is very, very extraordinary. Love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lamont. And I'm Leia. And you're tuning into the, the Lamont, Lamont and Leia Podcast. Hello, and welcome to season three of the Lamont and Leia Podcast. Woo! <laughs> it is February, which is Black History Month. Awesome. And what are we going to be talking about today then? Today, we're talking about Blackness. How we're not all the same, yet the struggle is real. Awesome. And I heard that we do have a special guest, so could you please introduce them? So our special guest is a live theatrical actor, a close friend of mine, Tom Williams. And he is so excited about today's subject. Awesome. Uh, I think he's here, so let's go grab him. Let's get started. Let's do it. So welcome, Tan, to the Lamont and Leia podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here, actually. So, <laughs> Well, we're excited that you are here, too, because you've saved us uh, <laughs> not having a guest, and we really need a guest for this episode. So, Well, once you told me the topic, I was just like, you know what? This is something I would absolutely love to talk about. So, yeah, I'm de- definitely down to join it. So. Excellent. Would you please introduce you? Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Would you please take a moment to introduce yourself to our listener and viewer audience? Hello, everyone. My name is Todd Williams. I currently reside in Tacoma, Washington, but I am Alabama born and raised. Um, During the day, I generally work as a contract IT worker. Uh, During the evening, I am a theatrical actor, Uh, musicals, plays, definitely my thing. Um, So just really excited to be here to talk to these guys about, you know, what's going on today. And I can't wait to hear what you guys think about the subject as well awesome thank you very much for absolutely joining us today all right lamont are you ready to get started do you have other questions for our guests no, <laughs> jump into the main topic ah, let's do it all right so we're talking about blackness oh, man. Um, and how blackness in the u.s is perceived differently than maybe blackness abroad um, I, re- I really can't talk to that, but you know what? I have to admit that I- I'm not very educated on what it means to be black outside of the U.S. Mm. It seems like it's such a big deal here and, and identifiers, and it's important, right? Right. However, I've had the opportunity of having black professors recently, like quite a few black professors, um, who have shared some of their differences because they come from like different countries. And their perception on coming into this country and be perceived as black when they really never saw themselves as black but more members of their country Mm -hmm. yeah so when leah brought up this topic i was like this this is something we need to talk about like yeah that's really really good so um i thought it would be a great tiktok for for this idea again (laughs) i get all my ideas from tiktok you know i mean hey (laughs) i i will admit and i hope i don't offend anybody out there by saying this i am not a tiktoker it's something i will not find myself getting into uh the most i the closest i get to that is watching the videos on either facebook or twitter and some of them Mm -hmm. are funny but there's just a lot on there that i don't really care to see or deal with but i mean that's not to say that there aren't people who talk about pretty good topics on there or have pretty good points that they're making yeah yeah it, it's not yeah. for everyone it's it's all right but yeah i don't even know how i got onto everything in tiktok is for those who don't know it's kind of like categorized yeah so there's like there's gay tiktok there's witch tiktok which i keep ending up on when i'm not witchy in the <laughs> there's hawaiian tiktok polynesian tiktok black tiktok california tiktok so i don't know how i ended up on black tiktok i'm not mad <laughs> i was about to say maybe it was just, maybe it was just yeah. the right time Maybe it was. And I mean, hey, I we mean, are heading into Black History Month, so maybe, you know. Maybe. And someone had mentioned that top, like the idea that the idea of being Black is a very U.S. thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what? Because I'm definitely not from any type of Black community. So right. that was new to me. <laughs> yeah. And I saw his, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, it's definitely our, our perception is definitely different from everyone else's in the world. And that's both a 
I want to say that's both a blessing and a curse, a blessing in the sense that so many of us identify with this uh, lifestyle, you know, or identity of being black, despite the fact that, I mean, it's not necessarily all of who we are, but it definitely plays a huge part in our daily lives, regardless of what we do. Um, like Lamont, I also don't really have a lot of experience with being black outside of the US. It's all I know. But at the same time, I realized that our perception of blackness definitely does not line up with a lot of other people's. And I was thinking about it earlier today, especially after Lamont had asked me to join. And I was just like, um, I realized that I think a huge part of that is the fact of, or the instance of racial segregation. I don't think many other countries outside of the US have gone through that. And what a lot of people have learned, especially over the last, I want to say, few decades, is that although slavery is something that happened all around the world, the Atlantic slave trade was one of the most impactful slave trades that ever existed, mainly because of everything that happened. And um, I want people to understand that when we talk about slavery, we don't mean that it just happened here. There's there's nobody here that's saying that any in any way, shape, or fashion. I just happen to think that the Atlantic slave trade happened to be one of the more brutal slave trades that existed. Um, and when it comes to Black Americans, we are still struggling to feel as though segregation is completely gone. For me, I don't think segregation ever left. I think we found a way to cover it up and cope. And that's pretty much all we've been doing for the last 50, 60 years is we've just been coping. And um, 2016 came around and I know we're heading into some dark territory, but when that man whose name I'm not even gonna say here came into office, I stated to myself that the silver lining of him being in office is that everyone who had an issue, racism, bigotry, all that stuff, they found a moment to show their faces to the entire world. And for me, I was just like, the thing about it is, is we now know who you are. We know where you come from and where you stand. So it doesn't matter what you have to say at this point, it, it means nothing to us because we know you don't actually care. And so every day of my life, I realize it's a struggle for me because while I have a sense that I want to get away from everybody just looking at my blackness as who I am, I understand that it's also an important part of who I am. And it's the main reason as to why I push forward every day, trying to make changes in places that I do. Um, I very much take pride in who I am as a black person. I love my skin and nobody's gonna make me feel ashamed about that because I mean it's there ain't nothing I can do about it so why should I feel bad about it there's and it's just like white people can't help being white and I want white people to also understand that black people especially me I don't think white people are bad I never have and I never will if I'm going to be completely honest about the whole situation my first bullies in my life as a queer black man were actually black people but that's a whole nother topic that you know that can be talked about and um I think it's just it's getting to a point where instead of educating, a lot of us are weaponizing what's happening to us. And many of us don't understand that it's doing the exact opposite of what we're trying to create. And I think even though it's not a black person's job to educate the white masses, I, I'm gonna put that out there right now. It is not a black person's job to educate the white masses. However, if that black person is like me and chooses to take out that time to educate people and talk to them and discuss things with them, don't feel the need to attack me for it and think that I'm lowering myself to do so. I have a purpose behind that because I believe that people learn when they're talked to with respect, not being yelled at, not being talked down to. So um, getting back on topic, sorry, I said that super hard. No, but no, that was really right. good. I, I was <laughs> I, um, I honestly believe that racial segregation is the main reason why U.S. Black Americans see Blackness as a completely different thing than everywhere mm -hmm. else in the world. Because if you look at it, when it comes to segregation in other countries, it's always been about religion, uh, sexuality, um, even so far as to go down to um, like family dynamics, things like that. Uh, um, U.S. is really the only one that had an era in which, or that I can recall, and somebody out there you know, can correct me if I'm wrong, but the U.S. is the only one that I can think of that had an era in which Black people were just, but people in general 
were separated from like opportunities and things like that simply because of the color of our skin and it wasn't just black people we all know this everyone has gone through that and i'm not even gonna lie there are even some white people who went through that the polish the irish they face some mm -hmm. of it too and um it's culture is such a huge thing here for a lot of people who aren't white <laughs> and that's not me like trying to shade white people at all or anything like that but i just feel as though when it comes to being american we have we and our ancestors have come to take our skin tones being something that, that we need to celebrate because of all the damage that has been done to us for just having mm. and i know there are a lot of black people out there who are walking around going i get so tired of waking up every day and seeing black people talk about our skin tone and how that's who we are but i also need people to understand that while you may not agree with that or even like it we as black people are not a monolith we don't all come from the same walk of life not all of us face the same things that we come that you know we don't live we don't come from the same communities and there are black people out there who have money understand that that is not what we are talking about when it comes to privilege if the first thing you think about is money <laughs> on the subject of privilege you are completely missing the point it is not about the money black people have money we have lots of rich black people out there we know they exist yeah <laughs> um it's a matter of opportunity. It's a matter of having access to things that other people have access to. I can tell you right now, living in this state that I'm in and being a theater actor, children of color do not have access to theatrical opportunities on the same level as white people. It's something that we're definitely working to fix, but it's a common thing. And no matter where you look at, you can't deny the fact that there are black communities that don't get the same attention or upkeep or care as certain white communities that have been around for a while. Now we are integrating into these communities, but people are still facing prejudices by just existing there. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't understand that when we sit here every single day on TV talking about how we're such a free country and how we're accepting and how we should embrace each other and love one another, especially Republicans. They're the ones who always say that, but why are we fighting so hard to keep people out if that's the case? I'm sorry, y'all. I'm on it. Oh, no. Let like, me go ahead and let y'all talk. I mean, you were, <laughs> let me go ahead and let y'all talk. That Lay and I are having ourselves. So, mm -hmm. so that's great. So, what is blackness like in the U.S.? Let's talk about that for a moment. What is yeah. blackness like in the U.S.? Blackness is code switching. <laughs> and if y'all don't understand what code switching is, let me explain that to you. How you see, how you generally see black people acting in a public setting professional setting especially working things like that is generally not how we're going to act here at home the only reason why that is is because our behaviors are perceived as disruptive um obnoxious uh embarrassing that's it that's naturally how people perceive us we're called ghetto we're called you know out of control we're you know just people who are just overly um overly eccentric and for some of us, we don't care to deal with that, especially out in the workforce and the professional force, because we're just there to get a paycheck. We're, we're already trying to just live our lives and pay our own bills. I don't come to work to be ridiculed by you for my, my personality alone, because honestly, after I leave for the day, I really don't care about you or anybody else that's built. So uh, that, that's that's just how I see it. Um, apart from that, it's also recognizing that we are going to run into those people who don't know us and don't like as far as skin tone. And we're gonna have to make the choice at that moment as to whether we should dwell on that or if we should just walk away. And me being from Alabama, it took a long time for me to learn to just either walk away or just laugh at it. And even now I do laugh at it, but sometimes I take a moment to stop and ask people who are saying these things, why do you believe this about us? What has led to this? And a lot of the times, you know, I've heard stories about people who have had bad run-ins with people who are black. and at that point, sure, I understand, but I've also ran into a lot of bad people who are white. I ran into a lot of bad people who are Hispanic. I ran into a lot of bad people who are Asian. I'm not going to lump an entire group of people into one mold because like black people, people in general are not a monolith. And when it comes to racism and bigotry, for me, that's not something people inherently possess. People are taught that and people can make a choice to step away from that. And I've seen it all my life. I have a good number of friends who are white who have admitted to me that they once held bigoted or racist beliefs against black people. But having spoken to me, they learned to think completely different. And for me, that actually means a lot. I know that can be offensive to somebody else because you know they'll be like, that's something you should have kept to yourself. But I believe that there's nothing 
to be ashamed of and letting people know that you've changed because we've all done something that we aren't proud of. And growing from that is ultimately what matters. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I kind of want to touch back on like lumping people together. I want to say that's because yeah. of ignorance, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I myself am guilty of that when mm -hmm. I was in elementary. So, yeah. so like I was jumped by a bunch of Mexican. So like I was like, it was like fifth or fourth grade or something like that. So mm -hmm. I, I survived. I was fine. We identified the guys. I, I guess I got in trouble. I don't know. No one messed with me after that. Right. But, um, I had this thing like, oh, I can't trust Mexican people because they'll jump you. Mm -hmm. That was my experience, my very limited experience, right? And so I held that belief into like kind of high school, like freshman year. And I had shared that with, I guess, some people that were Mexicans and they were offended. Mm -hmm. And I, I understand why they were offended. Absolutely. But that was just my ignorant, like little belief because of my little experience yep. that I had. Mm -hmm. And, um, it took me a long time to realize, like, just because someone's part of a certain, like, background or heritage, that is not everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is something that I'm continuing to try to teach people as we are moving forward. <laughs> it's definitely also a thing among, like, the queer community as well. I tell everyone the queer community is not a monolith. People have to understand that. What I may like, what Motley may like, may very well differ. And, you know, that's, there's, absolutely nothing wrong with that but it's coming to the, the key thing about everything for me is respect and i think we are lacking that today more than anything else and what, what people need to understand is respect does not mean that you have to agree with something that everyone does however if that person is not personally impacting your life or damaging you in any way there's absolutely no reason why you should go out of your way to make that person's life hell just because you disagree with them yeah, agreed agreed all right. Um, just going back to, I don't know if you asked a question, Lamont, or if it's just whatever we were just talking about. <laughs> um, but it said, what is blackness in the U.S. and how is it different? You know, like, obviously, I can't speak from experience. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but just <laughs> things that I have noticed, like outside of the U.S., people tend to identify not by their, like, as we were saying, not by the color of their skin mm -hmm. or, you know, not by not even by their ethnicity sometimes in right. certain places. Right. A lot of people identify by their country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. I'm Jamaican. Yeah, Dominican, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's because in here in America, we were all lumped into a category. Mm -hmm. First, we were Negroes. That's what we are. And, you know, that's, that's what they perceived us as. Then that became an offensive term. So we got all lumped into being black. Then people became afraid to say black, so it switched to African-American. And while I understand that that's what people were trying to do, that became a dangerous precedence because then actual African-American people found it a problem. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's I'm going to bring up a really important topic here. I know we all remember Raven Simone had the interview with Oprah and she said, I'm not black, I'm American. Black people lost their mind. And I thought <laughs> it was hilarious for them to do that because I was just like, OK, why are we losing our minds? Raven wasn't wrong. She was. Why was and why she wasn't wrong? I will tell you because I am an American. That's what I am. I have no ties to Africa. I have no connections to Africa. I have no, no knowledge of my African ancestry outside of the fact that people have told me I'm black. So I don't feel that I have the right to call myself African in any way. I'm simply a black American. And that's all that Raven was saying. She wasn't saying she wasn't black. She's very aware that she's black. Come on, y'all. Like. Are we really going to sit here and act like we're that ignorant? And I just felt like that whole thing was, I, that was an example of why I keep telling Black people that we are not a monolith. Sure, if you want to be called African-American, that's great. But somebody like me, I don't believe that. I'm a Black American, point blank, period. And mm -hmm. until I find out more about my ancestry, that is what I'm going to identify as. Because again, I have no connections to Africa outside yeah. of perceived ancestry. That's it. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about my ancestors because my family has never had the privilege of really knowing too much about our family. Uh, my parents and grandparents have never known anything. I was never able to have those stories. And so when I, that's another thing about blackness here in America. Every day we can walk around and hear our friends talk about, oh, my family came from this country and we did this and we served this king and all this. And I'm sitting here going, that's great. I'm from Alabama and my parents <laughs> worked in the fields for most of my life. So we came from farming family yeah and yeah. i i don't think like even to this day it kind of like 
bothers me a little bit because I'm dating a Mexican man and a multiracial man as well. And they know about their heritage and while, you know, they're both also kind of out of touch with it as well based on their experiences in life, you know, they know something about their heritage. And I think that's absolutely important. And a lot of black people, we, we want to know where we came from. We want to know who we were. And if we are indeed African-American, we want the knowledge and the actual, you know, proof there that we are before we claim it. And that's also another reason why we struggle because as black people, even though everyone in America calls us African-American, truthfully, who knows where we came from? My family could have came from <laughs> Germany. Lamont's family could have came from France. It's black people exist everywhere. Yeah. We weren't always just in Africa. We yes. may predominantly be there, but we've always existed everywhere. And mm -hmm. that was something I also learned too as a kid. Let me tell you something. The first time I saw a black man on television speaking French, I was like, whoa, wait a minute, hold up. What's happening <laughs> here? I did not think black people existed over there. <laughs> and, you know, it's another thing that like leaving Alabama was probably the best thing for me, especially joining the military. That's the main reason why I left. I joined the army. I got to meet so many people from around the world and I learned so much about skin tone culture and how the, mainly how skin doesn't even matter like the first time i ran into a white guy in the army he spoke straight up spanish to me i was like what yeah. <laughs> i was like what? white looking people that yeah. speak nothing but spanish and that's Absolutely. their first language and that's the thing I, I tell people you can look from person to person and my biggest example is like an african place an african next to me and you will immediately spot the differences <laughs> sure our skin tone may be the same but our mannerisms and how we act mm -hmm. are not going to click because we come from two completely different sides of yeah. life and um with american blackness i feel like one of the detriments behind that is due to how much we've been lumped together black people in america also believe that black people around the world are the same way and that tends to be a problem because that's absolutely not true. Black people in black people outside of America don't necessarily face the same thing that black people in America do. Now, that's not to say that there still aren't those racist things that are happening because there definitely yeah, is. <laughs> um, there there was actually um I watch a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race. Drag is my life. I love drag. I, I actually want to become a drag queen myself, and I have no problem saying that. But um, I realized that in Britain there was this huge issue of black drag queens being called by each other's names and that hits hard because here in america that's also a thing we also commonly get called names because people tend to think we look like somebody else like i can't tell you how many times i've been called somebody else's name and i'm just like but my close friends and i'm just like that's not me i'm the other black guy <laughs> like <laughs> I, I don't understand why y'all get us confused we're two completely different people but um is it a race thing though because i feel like i do that with friends that aren't black I, I like sometimes. sometimes don't know because, you know, I sat here the other day and I was talking about, I was like, you know, I ain't gonna lie. Some of us black people do, you know, we do kind of favor each other a little bit. I ain't gonna even front on that one. Um, but I don't know. It's like, for instance, I have a lot of friends who, upon meeting them, refer to me as Mike Tyson. All the wow. Time. Yeah, I get called Mike Tyson constantly or um, 50 Cent or something along that line. When I was in high school, my name was Gary Coleman because I would always poke out my bottom lip in a weird fashion and people just started calling me that. And at first I took that as a joke because I was just like, oh, hey, you know, people like me, they're being my friends and whatnot. I got a cool nickname for friends. I grew up and I went, wow, everyone was just racist. <laughs> <laughs> like, and not, and not even mean to probably be in a bad way either. Obviously they didn't mean to hurt your feelings or trying to hurt yeah. your feelings. Absolutely but that not. was no, not I, really okay. Yeah, no, and like I'm still I'm still good friends with a lot of friends that I had in high school, and I realized at that time we were completely different people. We were living in a completely different mindset. We were kids, we were children. Um, a lot of them have approached me, and have showered me in a lot of praise outside of high school. A lot of them reach out to me now and constantly tell me how much they love me and how much they miss me and if I ever come back to visit to come see them and things like that. And that's been very heartwarming because for a while there realizing that I had gone through that stuff without thinking about how it could negatively impact my life really did hurt for a long time. And I wasn't sure if I was ever going to be able to face the music on that. Um, but it's been a lot easier. It's it's definitely been very fulfilling. Uh, I definitely appreciate having these people in my life. And, you know, um, surprisingly enough, despite me talking on this podcast, y'all, and being so pro-Black, I definitely have more white friends than I do Black friends. And um, that's again, going into more 
deeper subjects about blackness yeah, in America. For sure. A lot of that has to do with the fact that I'm queer. And one thing that we are still working on as, as American black people is letting people know that it's okay for a person to be queer and black. There is a work going on inside of our own community right now that people perceive people that share me on my skin tone see us as a threat to the very dynamic that we have to the black man. and what yeah and what a black and what the black man does not understand is that that is further proof that we have adopted the same mindset that white people had and it is now infiltrating and poisoning our own community because we believe that what we have is being destroyed by people who don't really have that much of an effect on it. I don't speak for all black people. I never have. And I make that very, very clear in everything I say. I speak for me. And what I don't want us to do as black people is to look at each other and feel like one minute difference that really doesn't impact anyone really sets us apart because we've all faced the same struggle. We've, or not all of us, we've, a lot of us have faced the same struggle and a lot of us have gone through the same things and lived the same experiences. And I think there's a lot that we can all learn from each other in that regard. And I think that people should just stop learning or stop being afraid to learn. That's the big issue that's happening here. A lot of people think that change is dangerous, change is, a threat to what we have established. And I, I've never believed that. Um, change has caused a lot of things to happen in this country. And Lamont and I wouldn't be sitting where we are today Absolutely. if we didn't have change. We we wouldn't be able to be having this conversation with Leah right now <laughs> if we didn't have change. Change happens, but that change is gonna take time. And I need for people to understand that even though we want it to happen, it ain't gonna happen tomorrow. It might not even happen in the next 20 years, but as long as we are out there, you know, planting those seeds and giving them room to grow, I think the future definitely is going to be a little brighter despite what may be happening now. Thank you for, thank you for all of that. So Leia, I found <laughs> this video but it's like nine minutes long. No. <laughs> <laughs> However, this video was really, really cool because it it has like, I think a person from like the UK, a black person from the UK, um, someone from Africa, someone from the United States, someone from other parts. And they all talk about like struggle that they have from, from their point of view. Mm-hmm. Should we should we show it or no? Oh, man, nine minutes though. That's I know. I was looking for so something long. shorter, but it's really good, and I didn't feel bored. Like I watched it actually twice. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? Hold on, Lamont. It's a BuzzFeed video. We can't show a BuzzFeed video. Why can't we show BuzzFeed video? They might they might claim our video. BuzzFeed's kind of. Oh yeah, they are in that aspect. Yeah. Well, how, what does that mean? They claim our video. They could claim our video so that if we ever try to monetize it, they'd get the money. Yeah. Well, we're not making money now. Yeah, but yeah, we're, now. we're super rich. <laughs> when, when, you're, when, you're make, when you make it, when you grabbing that bag in the future, they're they going to come in, they're going to swoop in. Like, exactly. Like, on you. I felt like the video was so educational. Okay, so if we don't show it, we'll link it. We'll link yes. it. Um, so yeah. you guys can see it on your own. Um, do your own research. I, I, I support people <laughs> doing their own research. Um, I Absolutely. wish we could show it though, because I thought it was so educational and that would be a really good mm -hmm. speaking topic. But you know what? Let's go ahead and take a break. Okay. And then when we return, let's talk about um, how to recognize the differences and how people can be in supporting blackness. Mm -hmm. Since it is Valentine's Day, uh, why don't we just share a few of our favorite things to either do, eat, buy, places to go on Valentine's Day to give people some suggestions if they have a bow and they want are looking for something. <laughs> All right. So if you got a bow or a babe or um whatever's <laughs> yeah because that next word i was like that's not appropriate <laughs> i was like i've been listening to my kids too much i always correct them i'm like oh, no, that's my head right, anyways um yeah if you have someone special um i like to go out and eat like going out to eat is one of my favorite things i love pasta pasta for valentine's day is the bomb <laughs> so I'm thinking Olive Garden or some authentic Italian restaurant that you might have around your like place. Mm -hmm. 
or or just a restaurant that you guys both enjoy um i know that patrick and i pretty much every year go to chili's i know it's chili's but we like it <laughs> that's just um, because that's the only thing really good in reno valley don't be lying i like chili's <laughs> what are you talking about it's good i like chili's too <laughs> but like bj's is too expensive oh, so nice BJ's. That's so true. chili's is the next best <laughs> i guess i don't know i like chili's um but yeah going out to eat great idea um i don't like flowers I don't either. I didn't know that about you. Why don't you like flowers? They're a waste of money. Okay, so I do like flowers, but I don't like flowers. (laughs) And I don't like that they die. Like, like, yeah, like if they could like live forever, that would be amazing. You know what a woman really wants? A bouquet of tacos. A bag of tacos, a bag of fries, some food, food, food. Valentine's Day. There you go. Food. If <laughs> if you're getting your significant other a gift, try to make it more about them than something flashy or shiny. Like yeah, like this reminds me of you, and this is why. Yeah. Granted, so one of the things that people do on Valentine's Day that I don't really understand is buying jewelry, right? But that's because I don't like jewelry. And most of the time people are buying like cheaper Valentine's Day jewelry. That's just like, I'm going to wear it today and then tomorrow and then I'm never wearing it again. (laughs) So unless the person you're buying jewelry for loves jewelry and you're buying them a piece that you know that like that's something that they're going to wear all the time. They're going to really get use out of it. Kind of a waste of money too. In my opinion, I might be wrong, but... Chocolates are always fun, though. If you like chocolate. I do. I like white chocolate. Whoa. I don't think I've ever met anyone who said, I like white chocolate. I love white chocolate. (laughs) I love some white chocolate. Um, Okay. So I think we did a little more complaining there than I had intended. But um, what other favorite thing do you have? Last one. Movies. Like to cuddle up and snuggle up. That's a good point. What's my favorite? valentine's day thing um honestly napping (laughs) i'm easy we're gonna go out to eat we're gonna go home and take a nap yes (laughs) that's all i want (laughs) also don't buy a good conversation yeah i mean that's what dinner's for (laughs) um but yes and then if you do not have a bow on valentine's day do not feel bad there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with it Valentine's Day is a consumerist holiday. They just want you to buy things, okay? Yeah, go hang out with your friends. Like, when I didn't have, like, significant others for Valentine's Day, I would, like, go on a friend date and, like, hang out and eat and talk and catch up and hang out and have a good time. Yeah, or just stay home and yeah. order order out tacos. Yeah, out of the Dang, chat. I'm hungry. <laughs> Should we go get tacos? Sure. <laughs> All right, bye. We're going to get tacos. <laughs> no, Lamont, you ask. <laughs> I'll, bring, I'll bring it back in. I don't like the way it's weirded. She's saying, she's Before we jump back in, if you don't like the way it's weirded, then other people might have a way. So is it important to recognize and understand the differences between the U.S. Black people and other Black identified people? <laughs> like, like now I see what she means. <laughs> I'm ha- I'm ha- the phrase other black identified yeah, people is Wait, what I'm is there a- <laughs> what would I say instead? I don't know. Well, <laughs> See I that think- this is a great I'm leaving all this in actually. No, that's a great point. Because we literally were just saying how the concept of the word and calling people black was a US thing. Yeah, in other countries, right. people identified See, by other if ethnicities. I wish we could have showed the video, <laughs> it would totally tied in really great. But BuzzFeed's gonna sue us. <laughs> Are they gonna sue us? Like, we're not no. claiming it's our video. I'm we're just, still like, we I need to respect the BuzzFeed God, okay? <laughs> I think a better question would be is how can we help people understand that blackness from an American standpoint differs from that of every other country outside the u.s or different or differs from an outside of the u.s perspective or why 
why is it important to understand that there's a difference there? Yeah. I think that's, yeah, I'm leaving all this up. Welcome back from our break. I'm leaving this whole pre-conversation in because I like it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, that, it was a great example. Like it was a great moment. You know, we didn't even have to put the video on. We just personally gave it to him. There it is right there. And I mean, like, that's, that's what, that's what we were discussing. Like Lamont and I, we don't have a perspective from outside of the U.S. And mm -hmm. so there's still things that even we are having to learn as black people. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. And so, you know, I don't know if yeah. the question was asked. Maybe I'm answering a question already. No, 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 no. So, like, in the video, in the video, if you watched it, hopefully you guys will watch it. Um, it's a BuzzFeed video. Um, they get other Black people, and they actually do identify as Black. Mm -hmm. And we, there's some similar struggles across the map, which I think is interesting. Um, so I really do hope you watched it. I didn't know how to, like, like, since we're talking about Blackness and how it's an issue, you and they're talking about blackness in the video i thought like it would be cool or fine to call them other black identified people um, but i just even I that's just not how wonder. they really even though that's yeah. not how they really like i just feel like it clashes a little... but they like yeah. they they still refer to themselves as black yeah. throughout the video i don't know but i'm just I... i'm just wondering if because it's a buzzfeed video because it's a u.s based video if they were just using a generalizing term to make the video, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched it yet. Sorry. Yeah, because I mean, you know, BuzzFeed videos, while I can't appreciate them, they can also be very problematic. Um, and, you know, I hope nobody who's out there is watching is like, oh crap, he's talking crap about BuzzFeed. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying they have good intentions, yeah, but absolutely. having good intentions doesn't mean that you can't still have like ignorances that you possess. The road to hell yeah. is paved with good intentions, people. Like, like understand that. Um, we all make mistakes and that doesn't mean those mistakes are made on purpose. I don't wholly believe that BuzzFeed is going out of the way to be problematic. I yeah. just think that there's definitely a little bit more editing that can be done when it comes mm -hmm. to tackling the topics that they want to yeah. touch on. And even I, as a person who is discussing these things, I sometimes say ignorant things too. I'm very, very well, well aware of that. I'm human. I'm not perfect. I don't I, I will never perceive myself as perfect. That's never going to be the case. Yeah. And everyone's got their biases anyway. So like Oh, absolutely. Every, every report them. every reporting agency is gonna have some type of bias. Yep. <laughs> so it can't be like a hundred percent. But no, I, I like I get your question, Lamont. <laughs> I yeah, just, yeah, I know I where just, you're coming from. <laughs> the wording, I was just like, mm. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> it's that word other and I get what like how it I capitalize the black. <laughs> to be in the black just so y'all know like i was showing respect but like... it's it's other because the thing about it is i'm not we're, i don't think we're necessarily trying to establish that you know we see even as a different people or anything like that mm -hmm. i think we just need to establish that culturally we aren't going to be the same our backgrounds that, aren't going to be the same i think that's the point yeah it, that is the point like u.s black people have a culture it's mm -hmm. a u.s centric culture that mm -hmm. has been built over however many years yes and while it has similarities drawing from their like different cultures that make up the american like black culture it is its own thing it's yeah. its own entity and so i think and now the question lamont is important to recognize and understand the difference between those two yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. I was just going to say, there's, we definitely need to recognize the differences between it. Like, I I love running into Black people from other countries. It's it's such an amazing thing to see because I feel like I learn a lot every day from what they have to offer and the lifestyles that they have found themselves living and the opportunities they've been afforded. Um, I, It's something that I hold dear to me because for me especially as a black person i believe in supporting every single person who looks like me who shares my skin tone uplifting them no matter where they come from or who they are but you know like crazily enough a lot of black actors in hollywood are british and people That's don't true. seem to know that yeah. some of the best black actors in hollywood are idris elba is is a prime example the man is british and a lot of people that i love that man i'll say the that right gorgeous. now but that's it absolutely right. but he's british can, and... you, can you tell me who he, what he started in or what he played in? wait hold on um oh gosh i'm blanking right now <laughs> is that your husband in the background yeah, yeah. Um, he's like how dare you don't know no him he's like, um, be in here? He was like no talking <laughs> oh my god oh my god i'm pretty sure he's definitely been in a marvel film i uh uh uh, he was Luther. He was also in the Suicide Squad. What? Luther and um, Luther, Luther and Luther. The wrong guy, I think. 
this is gonna be very Pacific Rim. Oh, oh yeah, he was in Thor. He was Heimdall in Thor. That's why. That, yeah. I was like, why am I blinking? <laughs> yeah, he was Heimdall in Thor. I don't know if you remember that. I, but... I just watched Thor like maybe like a couple months ago, the original. Hold on, Lamont. I'm sending you a link. Pause the podcast. Okay. 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 So, okay. so at least it's not what I was gonna because I was like, I don't want to like bring this up and then it'd be the same person. Right? I can't so believe I, I forgot the character's name. I know y'all, the y'all's viewers, the MC fans are seething oh, right sure, now. For sure, I know who this guy is. <laughs> All right. And I mean, I think that just goes to show how black people in America, how our blackness has come to be perceived in other places because people outside of the U.S. can emulate the Black American person to the T, but the Black American person cannot emulate a British Black person. They can't emulate a Dominican Black person. They can't emulate an uh, Afro-Latino without having that knowledge in their blood that they have it. Um, and it's so funny because I was watching an interview with Idris Elba, and he was talking about, and the, the guy was asking him how he learned the American accent. And he said that he would go to barbershops in black communities and sit and listen to people talk. And they were just like, oh yeah, what was one of the first phrases you learned? He was like, come on, man. And I was like, oh my God, that's black people, man. <laughs> I was just like, that's definitely one that is very common among us. And honestly, I don't, I don't believe a lot of them really see us as different, but I do think many of them take offense to when the American black people try to push our experiences on them. Right. Despite right. the fact that they don't live here and they don't face what we face. Um, and or, as, or the bigger, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Or the bigger society thinking that, oh, because you look this way, yes, you've had this experience. Mm -hmm. Right, so not just black people themselves, like black people do that to other yeah. black people, but then the bigger society does that to other people that look black. Absolutely. And be like, oh, like Americans in general that. also have to learn that black people from outside of the U.S. are not the same as black people in the U.S. And so when you approach Africans or British people, French people, wherever these black people may be from, with questions about experiences from American black culture, they're gonna be confused yeah. because what you're essentially doing is saying hey because you share the skin, same skin tone as this person or you look like someone i know clearly you've had these experiences in your life and clearly you can shed light on them but that's not necessarily true um there are so many black people who have not faced these struggles and you know what great for them i am glad that they were able to miss what a lot of us have to face because i don't want anybody to have to struggle struggle the way that we have even even to make a point in life, I don't believe in people needing to struggle the same way I have to understand my experience. A lot of what I faced has made me the individual that I am. A lot of what Lamont has faced has made him the individual that he is. And that's why even though we are both Black, we are still both very, very different. And like, even in this podcast, I, I'm hoping that people can see that. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. So how can a person be an ally in understanding that there are differences and helping other people to embrace those differences? Um, first and foremost, and I'm not trying to be offensive in any way when I say this, but I feel like this needs to be heard. White people, <laughs> we got this. Understand we got this. While we appreciate your help in giving your voice and lending your voice to us, we don't need help being Black. We've been that way all our lives. And that's just true. And I appreciate my friends always standing up for me. But when I step out and you raise your voice louder than mine when I'm defending myself, it's completely defeating the purpose of me having a voice of my own. So um, the big thing to take away from that is, is that your friends of color, and I'm not going to even say Black people, I'm going to say friends of color, your friends of color can fight their battles. But when they do approach you about those struggles, take time to listen. Don't listen to respond. Actually listen. Let them speak. Let them vent. Even if what they're saying makes you feel uncomfortable, let them vent because that's them being vulnerable with you. And as a Black American, I'm not, I'm, I'm non-binary as I'm genderqueer, but as someone who is perceived as a Black American male, I've always 
been forced to believe that being vulnerable is weakness. It's it's something that no person seen as a man in America should ever put out there. But my vulnerability has brought me close to so many people in my life because it helped them to realize that even though on the outside, I seem like a strong, capable person all the time, on the inside, I struggle just like every other person. I'm still very emotional. I'm still very sensitive. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that makes me human. And I think ignoring that is just as dangerous as overly, you know, taking overly using that to guide yourself through life. Um, and I think what people need to realize is that while you may have the best intentions in everything that you do for a person, if they feel like you aren't listening to them or you're not giving them the room to grow on their own, they may, they may not necessarily trust in you as a friend. And that misunderstanding is what I think leads to a lot of disagreements among those of us who share or who have different skin tones. Um, we don't take the time to listen. We, everything today, and I notice this all the time, everything today has become what I call the struggle Olympics. If one person presents their struggle, another person is always going to go, oh, you think you got it bad? Well, it's this, struggle is struggle. It doesn't matter if the person's struggle who is talking to you is the same as yours or if it's lighter than yours or heavier than yours. Acknowledge the fact that you are both struggling and that's where you can find common ground. Um, I just get so tired of seeing it all the time. I've gone through things in life too, but I think that all people's experiences count. You don't have to have somebody be assaulted or anything like that in your family for your struggle to be valid. And even if you think that their struggle is my new, keep that to yourself. It's still a struggle for them. It's affecting them, not you. And that's why you believe that way. It's so easy for us to sit on the outside and always look in and go, hey, it's easier for you to do this. You should do this, it gets better. But no, people, we all have one brain and it's completely different from the person sitting next to us. And we do not know what that person is thinking at any given time. We don't necessarily know where they've come from, especially if we're just meeting them. So why are we going to go out of our way to try and destroy them for being human? And that doesn't even just sit here with blackness. That goes into queerness. That goes into um, being American, <laughs> you know, uh, ethnicity, nationality, things like that. It encompasses so much. But as if you want to be an ally to black people and you want to learn and understand what we have to offer, approach us, ask those questions. If you feel like it's offensive, you know, it, don't say it, sure, but ask as to why people have found that, you know, offensive. Because I can tell you right now, I'm not I'm not afraid to give a lesson as to why a slur is offensive to someone or how people can perceive things as different. Um me being a black person myself, one one of the common things I see a lot across black people everywhere is usage of the N-word. Some black people do it, some black people hate it. And I can tell you right now, I am a person who has indulged in using it and reclaiming it. But with me reclaiming it, that does not mean that the person sitting next to me is using it as reclamation. If he's offended by it, respect that because I will and I won't say it around him. So that's also something people need to understand going from one black person to another. What one black person tells you won't necessarily flow in the same line as the next black person you meet. Your black friends may allow you to act as certain way around them but that next black guy you meet out in the street might knock you in your mouth if you say something slick so it's all about just having the room to listen to what your friends are saying thank you so much for today um i think we all have learned a lot as well as have some other things to think about and we will definitely be stealing some of your uh topic ideas for the future yeah so oh, absolutely. <laughs> i mean like if you want to just discuss that uh, i'm totally happy with it because like like I was saying earlier, I think another important conversation is to have on blackness and queerness. That's mm -hmm. definitely a big one that needs to be. Yeah, that is on. a good so, one. I appreciate y'all asking me to be here. I too have learned quite a bit as well, just talking to y'all. Y'all are great. Like I have definitely seen a couple of episodes of you guys' podcast pop up here and there and watch them. So I think it's really, really cool to be a part of it as well. This is yeah, this is this is like my first one. Sorry, I didn't tell yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah so it's it's cool and I, I want to thank y'all for the experience it's been wonderful 
Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Um, speaking of that, we got to get you on a few other podcasts. So if people wanted to get a hold of you and they wanted to talk to you about, I don't know, whatever, <laughs> yeah. this subject, that subject, any subject, where would be the best way for people to contact you? Um, so I am on Facebook, pretty much my only, um, you know, friendly That's- platform that's all y'all get gonna all right say that's that. all y'all get that's, that's what i'll say so <laughs> you can find me on there um i'm always posting my opinions and things like that and of course as always the link will actually just be down in our show description so y'all just can just click it we make it easy for you read those descriptions we spend a lot of time on those <laughs> um and yeah i think that will wrap it up we're probably gonna have to ask you back again right Lamont? for sure like, definitely oh, i'll be back i'll be back i'll see um, you so, yeah okay perfect <laughs> hopefully again, in more time advance yeah yeah, yeah absolutely but I, I was cool with you asking a few hours but i had time to, i had time to prepare we're good we're good awesome um so yeah thank you once again and thank you guys for tuning in to the very first episode of season three uh if you haven't followed us yet what what, are you doing? <laughs> what i can't all the links like i said are in the show description uh like those follow us and we are very excited for the rest of season three and see you next time see <laughs> <laughs>